Hey, what's up, guys? 65 Logs here, back with another episode for Scale Riders Podcast. This is episode number 124, and my guest for this episode is Gavin Roberts, all the way in Osaka, Japan, part of LUGK Model Car Club. And most of you guys will know him on Instagram. I mean, beautiful work. His Instagram name, Taku Tabemasu. So let's go right ahead and hit him up and see what he's been up to. What's up, Gavin? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. You, dude. Thank you for being on this episode right here. It's uh, it's crazy because like we, you know, we were trying to do it earlier, but I'm just I'm kind of glad how it worked out that we're at this time right now because I I still had yeah. like a bunch of stuff to do in the morning too. Oh yeah, yeah. That caught me off guard because I I remember uh, saying like give me a like 24 hours heads up, uh-huh. and when I when I woke up, I was like, oh, did I miss something? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. So you're you're a member of LUGK. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, and also I wanted to ask you, um, how'd you come up with your name for Instagram? Uh, uh it's I have two. No thought went into it at all. It's mm-hmm. uh, my personal account is Taco Tabe Tai, which means I want to eat tacos. Oh, nice. And this this one I just did taco teva mosque it's like it's like i ate tacos oh what i didn't even it's know just that. The, yeah it's just the first thing that i thought of yeah but it confuses the japanese though because taco in japanese is uh, octopus oh <laughs> and tacos like mexican tacos yeah is yeah. tacos with an s even if it's just one taco it's still tacos so they all think i'm talking about um <laughs> octopus but i'm not yeah yeah <laughs> Right on, man. I, I kind of wanted to that. Yeah, that was always like something I, w- I wanted to ask you. And um, so right now you're all the way in Osaka, Japan. And yeah, if, how long have you been living there now for? Uh, in Japan, a little over five years. In Osaka, mm, about three and a half, I guess. Wow. And before that, you were uh, out here in California, right? Yeah. Nice. Um, I lived in california for a few years before i came here just to save money mm. like live with my mom and stepdad for a while but before that i lived in like mostly seattle for like on and off for 16 years uh-huh. sometimes went back to california sometimes one time i lived in like louisville kentucky um oh, man but yes i was born in in los angeles in whittier but uh-huh. left there when i was like 20. yeah yeah, yeah. So, right on were you doing the model cars back then too, or no? I've done them on and on and off my whole life. Uh, my first one, I was probably like, I don't know, six years old. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. Pink Ravel, yeah, that pink Ravel bug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, then when I was in uh, like junior high, I went to a friend's house, like after school, you know, and. Uh, in the living room, there was this display cabinet with a bunch of like pro-built models, you know, really nice models. And I asked my friend, like, who, you know, who's of these? What's going on here? And he's like, um, those are my dad's, you know. And I was looking at him, and it was like the first time I seen bare metal foil, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I was just blown away, man. And when his dad came home, I started asking him, you know, like, how do you get the chrome trend to look so good? And he's like, oh, it's, you know, this stuff called bare metal foil. And he busts out a sheet and throws some on a pillar and trims it up and shows me. And I'm like, wow, 
that looks amazing. Yeah, that's and crazy. He, 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 yeah, he gave me the sheet. You know, he's like, here, take it home, man. Try it out. So I did. And, uh, you know, like the next time I went there, you know, I was like, okay, what about the paint? Like, how do you get the paint to look so nice? Because before that, I was just using like testers, you know, spray cans, you know? And it's like, those are impossible to get a good paint job out of. <laughs> and he showed me like duple color lacquer. And he said that he goes to this paint store and gets like automotive, you know, lacquer. Uh, so he gave me some duple color paint and some primer. And he's, you know, he's like, here, try this out. And I took some like 68 Camaro and primered it and sprayed it with this blue. And it looked amazing. You know, I couldn't believe like you could get a good paint job out of a spray can, you know, because all I was used to was like enamel. I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know? And then the next time I went there, I was like, okay, how do you make them look so shiny? And he showed me like the micro mesh pads. I think back then it was like LMG made them. They were, you know, six by five pads and it comes with like a rubber thing. And he kind of showed me how to do it real quick. Like, you know, get rid of the orange peel and then hit it with the other papers and then polish it. And he gave me like an old kit that he had laying around and I went home and tried it out and like all of a sudden I was making like nice models and I was super excited about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, like just since then, you know, I've gone like years building and left the hobby for 10 years and came back and left the hobby. But um, yeah, man, that's, that's pretty cool. But it's like something that's always been part of your life. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's tight. I, on your Instagram, um, you had posted some photos of some features of your cars that were in magazines back then. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I remember um, Joe Altered Works, even he was saying that he saw some of your work back in the day. Yeah, I think he was talking about the Lower Left Coast show, which was probably around 2020-ish. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, the, when I started building the Lowriders, but like I was living in Seattle and there's not a whole big lowrider scene up there. So I'd hit like the shows in like Vancouver, Canada, Seattle and Portland. And like, there was, it wasn't, there was no, there wasn't much competition as far as lowrider category. So I started going down to the Southern California shows <laughs> also, cause it was like more exciting for me, you know? Yeah. Make there that was, drive. Uh, it probably just flew, but, it was just nice to see other lowrider models, you know, and not go to a show and be like the only one there with lowriders and mm -hmm. like hanging out all day looking at, you know, like hot rods and stuff, which is cool, but like I'd rather see lowriders all day, you know, because <laughs> that's what fascinates me. <laughs> no, that's cool. And it's, it's, it's a trip. Uh, what magazine was it? Scale Auto? Was it also Lowrider Bicycle or just Scale Auto that you were in? Um, I think I have them sitting right here. I was in a, I was in a lowrider bicycle, but it was just a couple shots of the, um, like, tables. There was two pictures. It was actually weird. It was a picture of a couple of my cars, and then there was another picture with like, cause my my mom and my brother-in-law and sister went with me down there, and it was it was weird to see like a picture of the table with them standing in the background <laughs> randomly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in that and I was in like model cars a few times and scale auto a few times, I think. Yeah, how was that feeling uh, when when you saw your cars printed on paper for the first time seeing that? It was 
it was pretty cool. Um, especially like the lowrider, especially the like the model car and scale auto, scale auto, because they never they never showcase lowriders, hardly ever, you know, and like to be to have like the only lowrider in that issue, you know, was kind of cool. Maybe even for that year, I mean, they hardly ever showcase lowriders. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. At at that time, um, when you were coming out to uh, to California, was there any cars or any anybody that kind of stood out to you that you can remember from that time? Uh, I mean, Mike. Uh, Mike, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Mike Tellez or Mike Terez? Mm-hmm. Mike? Yeah, I, th- I think it's Tellez. Mike Tellez? Yeah. Do you remember him? Yes. It's yeah, okay he, you bring him up. Because yeah, 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 yeah. Recently, somebody um, um, who who's who friends with me on, on uh, Instagram, he, he recently reached out asking about him, and he wanted to know if I had any information oh. on him. And I was like, I don't, but I can ask people. And that's kind of been something yeah. uh, that's been on the, like, behind the scenes trying to figure out um, where he's at. But it, it's crazy you bring him up. So you remember him? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, from what I heard, he got out of the hobby, sold everything, and just doesn't do it anymore, which is kind of a shame. Mm-hmm. Dang. Um, I know he's got, uh, I think, uh Tingo's has some of his cars in his collection now, I think. Mm-hmm. The, it was like a 50, the 50 Chevy pickup and I think that like pink 66 uh, Riviera that he did. Yeah, I think Tingo's has those in his collection now, but who knows where the rest of his cars are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, at the time, like you're making all the, it's like right now, like your cars, man, you have, you have a collection going on, beautiful cars. And what if, you know, people start wanting to buy them from you or something like the collection gets broken up, you know, it becomes a oh, mystery. Yeah. like, man, whatever happened, like hopefully the, the cars, if they go somewhere, they go to like someone who will appreciate them and showcase them. I wonder about what I'm going to do with those someday. Cause I mean, someday there might be, I might have a hundred of them, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> like, we don't have kids and like my wife doesn't want them. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I don't know what to to do with them uh, maybe like if i get a heads up you know like i got one year to live maybe i'll spend a year selling them off uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but i mean it'd be a shame like if i don't do that you know like what if me and the wife die in a car accident one of these days you know like uh-huh. what's gonna happen you know the oh, owner of the apartment's gonna come in and just like chuck all our stuff in the garbage you know <laughs> yeah yeah man, it's, crazy. it's crazy yeah I, I i hold on to some of them but there's a lot from the past you know, it's like they most likely ended up in the trash or somewhere. Maybe my mom's cleaning the room and like, all right, this is going away. There's, I mean, I'm definitely throwing some away, like move, you know, cause I've moved so much and there's some old cars that I had that I tossed out, which I wish I hadn't done, but I mean, they weren't on, like they're not, they weren't on the same level as what I'm building now. So it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. One, the ones I'm building now, I'm not throwing away the garbage ever. Yeah, um, yeah those are keepers. Those are yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to I mean, congratulate you too on the on the Iceman, the tournament. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's dope. Man, that was so stressful. 
<laughs> it was. It was a it was a six week build time, which for me, like that's about enough time to do a curbside or something, but not like a you know, not a fully detailed car. Um, but like since I don't work now because of COVID, I figured I had the time. Mm-hmm. And uh but it was stressful. The first four weeks, I all I did was just work on that thing. And the fifth week came along and it was basically like assembly time, but my Chrome, I had, I had sent a bunch of those parts out to be chromed and he couldn't ship them back cause there was no airplanes. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was stressful. And I ended up getting that situation resolved, um, you know, and got the car finished. And then it was like the voting was stressful. The first, the first two rounds, I wasn't too worried because like my percentage was up a little higher than the other guy, you know? So I figured like I'd get through those. Okay. But the last two days of voting, it like the, it just kept fluctuating between fit like 51%, 51, 49. It just kept mm-hmm. going up for like 20 hours. And it was like, I was losing sleep over it. Like I kept checking the, you know, refreshing yeah. his, his uh, yeah. story to like check. <laughs> God, man, it was horrible. Uh, but once it was over, it was such a relief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that puzzle and, uh, they did. That prize. Isn't that cool? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that thing's super cool, man. Yeah, I like that. I was like, yeah, man. Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty pumped on that. <laughs> no, that's dope, man. So it was a month of just putting this all together. Did you even get any sleep? During the build, during the build time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, it's just I don't have anything else to do do these days so it was like every day I spent at least four hours on it and there were there were some days where I spent 12 hours on it but every day I had to put in work on that otherwise it wasn't gonna get finished you know yeah and I think there were 16 of us originally I think only 11 made it to the end finished and even some of those cars weren't 100% weren't 100% finished they just kind of like assembled as much as they could and like took pictures mm. but yeah that's dope so that was the, the 1960 chevy fleet side and i mean everything yeah. photo edge parts the wheel yeah. the paint and clear coat so what one thing i've noticed about uh like your wheels you do a lot of you work with a lot of wire wheels yeah and how do you get your those sets do they are they available out there in japan or do you just kind of buy them from out here and get them shipped they're all just different it it depends on which car but like that truck is uh gps tires Mm -hmm. and the the rim is um like a pegasus krager that i hollowed out and then the the spokes are uh herb deeks the like Barani, they're supposed to be for a Ferrari, but they look kind of like twisted, like um, like uh, lace spokes or whatever. The spokes are Herb Deeks, and then the knockoffs and chips are from Detail Junkies. <laughs> oh, nice. That, that's how that particular set worked out. But yeah, uh, lately I've been using the 13-inch tires and rims from uh, T D T T T Danis Garage. I think his Instagram is, um, and I don't remember where he's from exactly, but I know it's Eastern Europe somewhere, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, his tires are on point and the rims are scale 13 inch, you know, and 
the the deke spokes you gotta you gotta trim around like because they're kind of big they're kind of made for like a 16 inch wheel or something so you gotta kind of cut them up and shove them in there but you know once they're all put together like to me it looks like a actual 520 i mean they look great mm -hmm. so that's right that's pretty cool so like yeah. as far as like the paint what, what kind of uh, uh brand of paint did you go with on that fleet side on that truck yeah uh it's gaia notes um i don't have that particular color but it's uh it's these bottles here oh there we it's go this stuff. Oh, okay yeah, yeah i've seen those um i know new type sells them yeah it's a, it's a J uh, japan product right paint yeah 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 That's yeah this stuff's great it's basically um like an acrylic lacquer it's not uh like the old school real lacquer it's just like a hobby grade lacquer i guess but it works great i really really like it and um what's cool about this stuff is like you can use like for the top of that truck basically i hit it with this first which is like a really fine silver it's almost like a pearl and then i hit it with uh, this this uh Mr. Hobby, uh, rough oh, silver. Uh -huh. Yeah, this silver is pretty cool. It's like a, um, it's got like a really big kind of like flake. It's about as big as you can get, mm -hmm. like in a silver paint, without using like actual flake. Yeah, you know, I have a a couple of those bottles, but yeah. not in silver. I have uh, like a purple and also blue. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I had purchased them a while back because uh, I wanted to test them out, like on a Gundam figure. And, oh sure, uh, but I've never tried them on on a car. That's cool though. Yeah. Man. Well, the blue you're talking about is what I used recently on that '51 Fleetline. Mm -hmm. Um, and it like I I used that blue and then put a clear pink over it, and it kind of made it like a lavender. Okay. But anyways, and then they have this line of the clear colors, mm. which is basically your candy. The candy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it works great. Like, I mean. In my opinion, it looks just as good as House of Color. And, uh -huh. you know, House of Color here is, like, not, it's very, very expensive to get a hold of. You know, 35 bucks, or I can buy these for $1.75, you know. <laughs> Man, that's so cheap. That's so, I wish I could get that for, for that price out here. Yeah, I think probably new type sells them for about double the price, I, I would imagine. Yeah, double, maybe even triple. <laughs> But but hey, it, it, yeah, you know we're able to get it like pretty fast, so that's the uh, yeah the, the good benefit. That's good stuff. The the clear it, it tend the paint seems to um, chip easily, so uh, I don't use their clear. I use Mister Hobby Clear uh, on top of it. It's, it seems more durable to me and a little bit like softer. It's easier to wet sand, mm -hmm. and it's never chipped on me and. I don't know. Never had any problems. So, yeah. And the and the clear. Are you airbrushing that as well, or or are you? Is it with like a top coat with a can? No, I use airbrush. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, I paint indoors. This is where I paint. <laughs> yeah. How do you do it with, for the ventilation? Oh, there we go. I see the blue. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's. 
it's the uh to me a double double fan booth it's you can see it's dirty but uh i just have it the hose is running like out out the window nice uh-huh yeah and then i mean we're on the fifth floor so <clears throat> i don't need to worry about that you know locking that door so it just stays open all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right on yeah i have one of those uh at the top corner you have one like one of those uh for the alligator clips the, the holders behind you oh yeah 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 i have one of those too but a, like a little small one. Oh yeah oh those come in handy um like so right now these are the parts i painted yesterday you know and then i've got one of the small ones over here these are some yeah. seats i molotoed those are cool you know, so that, that uh -huh. yeah so that small one serves as just like a holding place for those because it's like I'm not going to use them for a while and it's molotov and it needs to dry for like a month you know and then I've got another one here which keeps my spare sticks uh -huh. and here's you know here's another one over here it's got some interior parts and same here another interior part <laughs> that's cool man yeah I really like those yeah those are neat man it, it's it's a trip like you know, living out in Japan, you have all these tools, paints, and everything. How how's the access for you as far as like hobby stores? Are they close by your by your house, or you still have to come yeah. live? Or no, it's that's what's so cool about where I live. Uh, <clears throat> you've been to Akihabara, right? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, it's kind of like the nerd part of like Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Well, I live about one kilometer south of Nipponbashi which is the same area, like same type of area, but for Osaka. So mm. like to go get these paints and all this stuff, I just get on my bike. It's like a 10 minute bike ride. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> and then the prices yeah. are a lot cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> man. I, I wish I could go back just to like be able to like, just to see, even if I wasn't going to buy anything, I would just, I would still love to see all the stuff. Yeah, no. it's I mean, it's overwhelming. Like, I can't even figure out what half of the tools are for. I mean, I think a lot of them are for Gundam stuff. So it's not like anything that would ever cross my mind in the first place. But mm -hmm. I mean, they got like a tool for everything. man. It's yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> I mean, it seems like, like, like for every little thing. Yeah. Like the, my local hobby shop has like three aisles of tools, <laughs> you know, yeah. man. <laughs> How do you how do you do it with uh, with like the model car kits? How are you able to get Ravel and all that stuff out there? Uh, I don't think I've ever bought an American kit here before, but uh, a few years ago, I like probably about four years ago, I was kind of thinking about getting back into this hobby, and I had some kits stashed at my mom's place, so I brought them back with me. Mm -hmm. So I had a few laying around and last time I was in the States, I, you know, got, I collected a bunch of kits. I got stuff from eBay, stuff at NNL West and brought them back. Nice. So I worked out. I've got like, I've got a stash of about like 30 American kits to build. So that'll keep me busy for like a good five, six years. Right. You know? That's true. Yeah. Man, that's yeah. So crazy. And there, the the shop that I go to most frequently, they actually do sell American kits, 
but I mean, just the price, I can't justify the prices. It's like, you know, five, uh, five, uh, like $55 for like that deserter GMC truck, you know, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, you know, you go get that at Hobby Lobby for 20 bucks, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, yeah it's crazy. What a trip. Yeah. yeah. And like, so when you came to NNL, that was uh, what, 2019? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and um, before was that? I mean, that NNL show right there. Um, was that your first time NNL? You had gone to NNL before in the past. Not NNL West, no. Uh huh. And what what yeah, was that, uh, your take on that? Your experience on that 2019 being there. Well, it was exciting because it was the first time I had been in a room full of lowrider model cars in 19 years. You know that had never happened before. Like. Mm -hmm. There's no, <clears throat> there's a few events I go to here, you know, uh, twice a year, but nobody brings lowriders, you know? Yeah. So I just, I don't get to see that here. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm gonna try to, like next time I come out, I'm gonna try to revolve it around some sort of event so I can, like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like, <clears throat> you know, if lowrider models is your theme, but you don't ever get to, like, you get to go to events. You can go to Cadillac Fest. You could go to NNLS. You know, you see them, like, mm -hmm. on a regular basis. But I don't. <laughs> yeah. I never get that opportunity. And, you know, and I'm into the JDM cars, too. But, like, the cool, like, the old Skylines, you know. Um, but guys rarely build those here, either. When you go to the, like, when I go to the events here, it's mostly, like, uh, rally cars, you know. Oh. <laughs> And that's cool, but it's like, you know, like at NNL West, I was entertained all day long, look, you know, looking back at the cars again and, and, you know, inspecting them closer and like talking to other people with the same interest as me, you know, and I don't get that kind of stimulation of the shows here. It's like walk around and look at a bunch of like, you know, Subaru rally cars, mm -hmm. you know, and, and speak some broken english and japanese to people that you know like don't really care about my cars either you know <laughs> that's kind of what it's like <laughs> yeah but when you were at nnl uh, were you able to uh, like see and meet a lot of the guys from instagram uh not a whole lot i mean like you jeveries armando um chip it chip it tv chip at <laughs> yeah but i don't i don't think he I talked to him, but I don't think he uh, knew, like, who I was. Mm -hmm. Like, I, ne we ne I never showed him what I brought, so he probably just thought I was, like, some random guy. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I, uh, and Willie. Mm -hmm. um, a few guys, but it's just, it's, like, hard to, you know, you, it's, it's just a room full of guys walking around. You don't know who they are or who they built because they're not staying next to their work the whole time, you know? So it's yeah. kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy because you know there there's always once the show happens and it's past, you start to see photos of of who was there, like post as they're posting, yeah. and that's when you're like, "Well, you were there? What the hell?" And yeah. at the same time, you talk to people and you tell them like, "Hey, did you know so and so was there?" And they're like, "What? I don't even. I had no idea. Like, I didn't even know." Yeah, because like you said, everyone's walking around looking at stuff. People are busy. Yeah. 
but it was it, it was a shock though like for people like you know like even armando was like hey because you brought that pink uh the toyota <laughs> yeah and and even he was like hey check that out like it's here remember the one we've been seeing on instagram so it was it was cool to be able to like see that in person that you brought your car yeah that and like that was cool for me too because like all those cars I've been looking at on Instagram for the last year and a half, you know, like the majority of them were there and I got to see them in person finally, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's cool, man. I'm I'm glad that you, uh, you came out during that time and, and, you know, we got to meet, so that was a pretty rad. Um, on, I know there's a couple people out that, that are, I mean, on the Instagram community that we frequently talk to also, or interact with, uh, that do lowriders, and uh, do, do you also talk to like uh, I think it's Kita, Kita, and Yosuke out there? Uh, from Dynasty? Not, not, no, not really. Just comments here and there. Hey, yeah, nice yeah. work, that kind of thing. I I think it was, um, uh, I can't remember his name, you but mean? one of those one of those guys is the one that showed me about the guy I was paying. Okay, maybe because uh, I know yeah. Yoshiki's out there too. He does models. He's in yeah ma- masterpieces, and I know he does. Uh, I think it it might have been him actually. Mm-hmm. He did. Did he do that '65 uh, Impala about a year ago? The one with the crazy patterns. Mm-hmm. Was that him? Uh, man, I have to check because he hasn't been active in a while. Like on Instagram, he hasn't been. Uh, yeah, that might have been him. Yeah possibly yeah the low the lowrider model community out here is is basically just like five guys <laughs> yeah yeah it seems it seems like it's not big for model, model building like i mean as far as like not yeah it's lawyer like it's but even though you know we would think oh yeah well they're in japan but japan's huge like you guys are probably spread out living far away from each other i would think it's like the size of california yeah like but yeah, like yeah i mean northern and then those, southern california maybe <laughs> a, a distance kind of yeah and like the, i mean the thing is is like they have there's more model car events up in the tokyo area um but and that's probably like they f- probably frequent those i think they're out in that area also but uh-huh. it's like i can't just simply you know bomb up to tokyo it's not like getting in your car and driving up i5 to in and out west you know because it's like <laughs> Here you gotta like pay for the gas. The the toll roads alone are gonna be $120 each way, you know? And then you have to deal with parking. Like that's gonna cost you in you know, money. Yeah. Um, or you could take the train, but they've got it all worked out where the train is gonna end up costing the same as a car. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's kind of how they get you. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's to go up and see those guys and see their work, it's you know. It's like a four hundred dollar investment. <laughs> you uh-huh. <know? laughs> so just you, yeah, you, you can use that money for paint and a bunch of other food and a bunch of other stuff. Exactly, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's one thing. To, that's one thing about this country, man. Like they really know how to stick it to you when it comes to paying for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like paint's cheap, but like get in the car and go. You know, get on the highway to go somewhere. I mean, it's a work. I did the math once and it's like, it's like something like, like 50, 50 cents a kilometer just to drive on those freeways. It's crazy. Man. Yeah. 
dude, like when I went to uh, the Akihabara, uh, we went to, yeah. I think it's Yorobashi, some like huge, yeah. a huge building. And uh, it's like electronics and whatnot, but then there's that floor, it's all hobby stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I had filled up a basket full of stuff and I went up to pay. And I mean, they told us like, hey, if, if you, well, they have banners too all over the place saying, um, you bring your passport and we'll give you like, right. like a Ta discount. Tax free. Yeah, and, and a discount and like no tax and whatever. Yeah. And I remember we were like, like the first time we didn't do it, we paid, you know what it was. But then the second time we were like, oh, hell yeah, we're going to definitely, you know, take this deal. And man, they took forever to, for checkout was like forever. Like we, at the end we were like, we, yeah. don't want, like, we shouldn't even do this. Mm -hmm. we, we wasted more time <laughs> just for that checkout, you know? And, yeah. And then they stapled, the tax. they stapled that huge receipt onto the passport. Yeah. And I was so scared yeah. and paranoid to like rip it off. You know, um, when I got into the U.S., like I showed him my passport and like the dude gets in this receipts all like dangling from it. But <laughs> yeah. he, he, didn't, he didn't say anything. He just like stamped my thing. I was like, here you go. And yeah. Like, oh, I well, I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean, that's a normal, normal procedure here. I see that um, like where I live. Is uh, like you will be. Uh, very heavily, uh, like Chinese tourists come to here. It's mm -hmm. it's like, it's like the third busiest destination for the Chinese tourists, like this city. <laughs> and I'd see them all the time when I go to the hobby shops. Like, it, it sucked when I was behind them in line because I knew I knew I'd have to wait for that receipt, you know, and I have to check everything. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, hey, it's I think tax is ten percent, so it's kind of like a ten percent off, you know, coupon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real, but I, but I did. The only thing I did admire was the way they uh, put everything in the bag on neatly. <laughs> the, the guy took a while, but he set yeah. it up all neatly stacked, and then he just like slid it in the <laughs> bag, knowing that when I pick it up, it's all just gonna fall apart. But I was yeah, like, oh, man, this guy's like taking his time on here. Um, yeah, there's, there's a post I wanted to bring up uh, from your Instagram. This was December fourteenth, twenty eighteen. And on this one, you captioned it, you were entering your first model con car contest in Japan. How, how was like that feeling oh. that moment of doing that? Oh, that's, that's at my local hobby shop. That's at the, the, the store I go to. Um, they do an annual, it's, it's not, uh, yeah, December. It's not a, um, it's not a car, it's not a model car contest. Um, it's just a model contest. And it's it's kind of a weird system they have. It's it, it's sponsored by like the man the model manufacturers here. Um, so like uh, the like the prizes like they, they have trophies. It's mm. a contest, so they have trophies, and the trophies are basically given to like if you bring in an Aoshima model, the sales rep for Aoshima you know, looks at all the Aoshima models that showed up and picks their favorite. And then that that's the winner. They get the trophy. Mm -hmm. So like, there's not, I mean, when you're bringing in a bunch of Ravel and monogram kits, there's no chance to win anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just cool to go there and like leave my car. It's, it's a weekend thing. So you bring them like Friday night, you drop them off and they sit there all weekend. And then Sunday morning, they have the award ceremony. <laughs> 
So oh, cool. it's kind of cool to have my cars on display, you know, over the weekend. Yeah. And I usually pop, I usually pop in like Saturday evening and check out everybody else's work. It's mostly hmm, like, I don't know, science fiction dioramas and like painted figurines and um, uh, like the Gundam stuff. It's mostly stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not, you know, there's not really any cars, maybe like a dozen. Mm -hmm. That's um, cool. And um, for, yes, for, yes. Like living out there, you're already pretty much uh, like, like pretty fluent with the language as well? Nah. Mm -hmm. not, not so much. I mm -hmm. spent the first few years learning. And I mean, I, like I could go to a restaurant and order food and like have small talk, but other other than that not really i it's like after a few years of being here i kind of just lost the desire to live here and kind of just lost the desire to learn any more of the language but yeah yeah well as long as you could get by i mean that's the the cool thing you know yeah and it like at this point i feel like i'm not it's just it's like it's almost like reality hit like wait I can't leave here, <laughs> you know, like I'm, mm -hmm. you know, we, we're never going to simply go back to America. So now, now I, I think I'm going to go back and start learning more just to make my life like more simple, yeah. I guess, just because it's like, I have to, you mm -hmm. know, like I came to the, like I came to the realization that I'm not going anywhere and I kind of just must learn more, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, I know, I, I feel like I would want to try to learn as well, but then I know at some point I'm gonna be like, damn, this is too much, you know? Cause then- It is I, a bit I much. Don't know. It's, it's a lot. It just, they, they have, they just have like, you know, maybe a dozen different ways to count stuff. Like the, there's, you know, there's a, a different, a different word for number one, if, depending on its shape. Like if it's long, it's this, if it's round, it's that. Oh, you know, okay. if it's far away, it's something else. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> you know, and, and like learning just like all that kanji, it's like, I mean, like being a native English speaker, like I had the alphabet down by the time I was like, you know, five years old, <laughs> uh -huh. but the kanji, I mean, it takes a lifetime to learn and, mm. you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, good thing, good thing at least you have, you know, like the, the hobby stores and, and a hobby that you're into to keep you busy because it, yeah for sure i don't sure. know what do you yeah. think what do you think you would be doing if you didn't do models you ever think about that sometimes well yeah well i was doing rc drift uh before i got back into these cars oh, so nice. yeah i did that for about seven years and i just got sick of spending money on it it was too expensive mm. keep like upgrading parts and stuff for it yeah it gets it gets out of control man it like the companies, you know, they'll introduce a new item, you know, like a, fr a new front knuckle. And you think like, oh, wow, like I can readjust so many different things with this new knuckle. And then you buy it, you know, and it costs twice as much as the previous knuckle, but like, you, you know, you feel like you need it. Then you install it and you get used to using it. And then they come out with like a version three, you know, and now all of a sudden you got to have, you know, that new front knuckle set and it's double the price as the previous set. It's just never ending. In wow. fact, I look at the prices of stuff now because, you know, like I still follow some of the um, like RC groups on, on like Facebook or whatever. And 
it's like things that I used to spend 60, 70 bucks on. People are paying like $240 now for like the new version. It's wow. like, man, I am so glad I got out of that hobby. It's just, yeah. I mean, it just sucks up all your extra money. Yeah, that's a lot. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have like money to support this other hobby if you were spending that much. No way, man. I, in the electronics, I mean, it's like that hobby advances very quickly, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't know. I got out and I, this is so much cheaper, the model cars, and I could do it from home. I don't have to go out to the track and pay for track fees and, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So no, that, that's, that's true. Well, one yeah. thing, uh, um, I think, you know, I can speak for everyone, even myself, uh, that we like a lot is like, uh, the photo etch parts that you use on your cars oh. and, and just the way it looks, it looks super clean. I remember <laughs> the, that Bel Air that you're that convertible, um, when you started adding, uh, just like all, all the, the emblems, all, all the things around it, you know, we were, I was just like, man, how's, how's how are you doing that so clean? What's your process when you're when you're working with photo etch? Uh, the, well, the first thing I do is polish it. Um, I use uh, this thing, Proxon, with the like polishing, you know, bit or whatever. And I just lube it up and polish it. And, um, you know, clean it off with some dish soap. And as far as like the detailing, the colors, um, I usually use like uh, those uh, colored fine point Sharpie pins, you know, like a permanent marker. Yeah. And yeah, and just color it in. And, you know, if you, if you make a mistake, you know, you just dip a Q-tip in, or not a Q-tip, a toothpick like in some water and just kind of clean it up a little bit. Um, or sometimes uh, I'll use like paint, you know, just paint it like black and then go back over it with one of the um, God hands. Like a, I use like the 8,000 grit and the thick one, like the three millimeter at least, or no, the five millimeter thick one. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, rub it over the surface of the, the photo etch. And that 8,000 grit pad is soft enough where it won't scratch you know, the photo etch, it won't like take the, the shine away from the polishing and it'll be just enough to take that layer of paint off and leave all the raised letters, you know, exposed. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as gluing, like I posted photos where I put it on some like clear, like cellophane tape and then tape it to the body or the hood or whatever. And um, when I do that, I always make sure the tape like I always make sure that the, the, the photo etch piece is like directly in the center of the tape. That way when I tape it onto the car, um, it's like the tape being diagonal doesn't throw off like my, my view, you know, you know what I mean? Cause like if the tape's crooked, it's going to be hard to tell if the piece is straight or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So once I do that, uh, I make sure the tape is is good and um, like stuck on one side, and I lift up the other side. So the so the photo etch. Uh, so now I'm looking at the back of the photo etch, you know, and then just take a, a like a toothpick that I sharpen, and just 
put tiny little dabs of five minute epoxy on there, just tiny amounts um, all around it. So, you know, that way you've got, you've got a dot like on each letter at least, but not enough to where when you put it back down and you press down, the glue is going to seep through because that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's also one of the reasons that I like to do those small scripts before clear coat because if some glue does creep out, like <clears throat> um, usually within like an hour or two, you can take a toothpick and pick it all out. But sometimes it doesn't work out that way. But once you hit it with the clear, it buries that glue and kind of hides it. So mm -hmm. it still looks clean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah that like that was the question I was going to ask too about the clear. Do you clear over it? The, the so, yeah, sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. It depends on the piece. Mm -hmm. And it, like it depends on where it's at. If it's like near a corner. Oh, I will not do that because I know that I'm going to bust it off when I'm, when I'm wet sanding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. But yeah, the photo etch, I'll rarely build a kit that doesn't have a photo, photo etch like set available for it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just because it like really makes a huge difference, you know, in your build, like huge difference. You yeah. Know? When, What's your process when you're going to get, uh, before you get started on a kit, do you first gather up all your materials as far as like photo etch, the paints and everything before you get started? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, last time I was in the States, I bought a photo etch kit for, you know, whatever kits that I was bringing back with me. You know what I mean? So hmm. like a lot of it, I planned ahead. Like I ordered from Japan and had sent to my, my mom's house. And then went ahead and, you know, once those kits all arrived, I went on Model Car Garage's website and ordered all the photo etch for it too, you know? So I basically came home with all the photo etch and the kits at the same time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And like, yeah. now, now, you know, the level that you're at with car modeling, you know, like back in the day, did you ever feel like you were going to get to this level now? I don't even... I mean, how far back? In, I mean, no, not really. I mean, I, I never really thought about it. I don't, it's like, uh, I'm, you know, the level I'm at now is just, that's just where I uh, like to stay at, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to be any better than I am now because like all I'm really trying to do is build a model that looks good to me and sits on the shelf, you know? I'm not trying to win anything. I don't want anybody to, like, I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm just, all I'm, all I'm trying to do is build a nice model that sits on the shelf, you know? And if, like, if I wanted to take it to the next level, I'd start doing more engine detail or, you know, adding like the parking brake cables or whatever. But nobody's ever going to see that because it's literally just sitting on a shelf, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, like, I don't really think, um, on any sort of uh, crazy level. I'm just a d normal builder that, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think everybody's at the same level as I am, <laughs> if not better, actually. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you have this like style, like this, uh, I, was I was talking to George about that with uh, Vision 124. We were oh yeah. Saying, oh, it's kind of cool that, you know, every everybody's building their own cars and let's say like everyone could have their take out of like a, a 64 Impala, but 
it's it's interesting like you ha- i feel like you have your own style like where if we all did one like yours will stand out because i know you know like you were mentioning about like photo edge like there's there's it's like there's a standard that that you you go the that extra mile and yeah like i might not do the uh, the engine details or whatever but i also might not even do the photo edge you know and it's yeah yeah it's almost like even like the, your color combinations and and just the way you present the cars, they look very clean. And huh. when we see a photo for us that we're out here looking at your work, we already know. We're like, oh, dude, that's Gavin right there. Like, <laughs> for sure that's his car. Like, he did that. I mean, I, most of my cars pretty much come out with this. Yeah, I mean, it's like the same photo. I just, it's, it's just like three basic uh, uh, elements. You have the photo etch spokes. You have the paint, which is usually just a solid color, usually. And um, uh, like the photo edge bits on the body, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, because even um, like the, the clear that you use, you know, on your, like all your cars, like the clear is just, they look nice, man. Like it, they're shiny. It, it's they uh it's uh just it's this stuff here oh man dope is that is that one like a two-part no just no no this is acrylic lacquer okay and it's already like ready to spray or do you have to reduce it i reduce it yeah okay um i usually depending on the weather i use about equal parts of the leveling thinner and the regular thinner Mm -hmm. so uh when I, I and I'll do like four heavy coats, and by the time that fourth coat is on, it's shiny enough. It's shiny, mm-hmm. and also that allows like enough buildup to where I won't rub through to the paint when I'm wet sanding it. Yeah, you know what I mean, and uh, I love this stuff because it's soft enough to where when you hit it with that four thousand god hand, it starts taking it down right away. You know, so there's not a whole lot of labor involved. It's just you know takes for like a body maybe takes me an hour you know and i got all the orange peel knocked off yeah that's cool what's the difference between the mr color leveling versus the mr uh hobby the like the thinner well the thinner is just thinner and the leveling thinner is a thinner with a retarder added so it slows the drying process you know so like lacquer dries almost instantly so when you spray lacquer on a body, um, it just dries, you know? But with the leveling thinner, it slows down the drying process, so it gives the clear time to settle and smooth out a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I see it on, on um, like, on the websites, too. I have yeah. uh, the Mr. Hobby thinner. I don't have the, uh, the other one. And, um, if, it, I need to try that one out. Yeah, it's really cool. And... Um, you can also get just like, uh, Tania makes retarder for, this one's for acrylic, but they also make for lacquer and they might make for enamel too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't think they do. That would be weird. Um, and it's but like this the same, does the same process. It slows it down. It just, yeah, it just slows down the drying process. And this stuff's cool too. Like I put a few drops in my bottles of paint because it'll keep it from drying out quicker. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And it's it's also what I use when I um, flock the interiors 
is I put the retarder in there so it the paint is still super super wet when I um, you know sprinkle the flocking on yeah How, how's that process with flocking so you just like wait when you're gonna do the flocking do you, you just throw like the whole thing and then just kind of shake it and put it upside down so the the whatever's uh, left over falls over or I run it no I run it through this thing um, it's it's a it's like a kitchen utensil it's a flour sifter mm. so when you're baking a cake you put your flour in here and you pull the handle see it's got that blade oh yeah yeah and That's it makes cool. like a real nice fine powder mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so yeah what I'll do is I'll have like I'll take my uh, floor pan or whatever uh, I usually have everything painted um, like uh, here this thing's ready to flock you know you can see everything's painted the the seats are painted everything's painted and at some point i'll uh mask off the seat and i've already masked off the the foot whatever that's called what is that foot uh, full format the format's already taped off um and then i'll just shoot the color on there the paint or in this case i'm going to use clear i'm just going to use clear with the with the retarder in it and as soon as i like i soak it and as soon as i'm done um i just put the airbrush down immediately and then this will already have the flocking in it and i just sprinkle it on top you know yeah but it's all about speed you got to do it as quickly as possible because once that paint starts to dry even the littlest bit the flocking won't stick on very well uh -huh. And after I do that, I'll let it sit for about a week. I won't even touch it and just let it dry. Just make sure, you know, it's dry. And then just rinse it off under some water and <clears throat> get all the excess off and it's done. Yeah. For, for like parts that you uh, use the Molotov on, um, you let that cure for how long? Just as long as possible. I mean, yeah. you can let it cure for a year. It's still going to be a problem i i really don't like that stuff <laughs> yeah i don't i don't uh i don't use it anymore i i used to but like i had the markers and stuff uh but i, I gave them to george actually i yeah I them my markers i was like i don't think i'm gonna be using this um a long time ago i remember airbrushing some parts and i was like dope and i waited a week and i started <laughs> started touching them you know yeah and i was like i was pissed i was like oh man yeah yeah there that uh like that 57 cameo truck i did mm -hmm. um i did the whole chassis in molto and that thing was such a nightmare to assemble that like in the final assembly of that car i kept holding it from below and by the time i was done like all the molto on the chassis had rubbed off <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah I, I hate that stuff yeah it's like the only you can you can like I've brush painted some pledge on top of it, um, which like seals it. You could touch it after that and it won't yellow over time, uh, but it kind of takes the shine away a little bit. Mm. So I, I don't know. Yeah, you haven't tried with that, that Mr. Hobby clear to airbrush over it just to see what, what would happen? It's Well, the Molotow is acrylic based. It's like a water-based paint. So the, mm. the Mr. Hobby will just eat through it yeah yeah but no i mean everything dulls it there's yeah. 
the only thing I haven't tried is someone I've read a few times that you can use like a water-based um, uh, uh, Alclad. Alclad has some kind of water-based clear that you can use, but mm -hmm. I mean, I've also seen people say that the pledge is okay to use too, and it's not really, so who knows? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what kind of airbrushes are behind you uh, that I see right there in the side? Uh, this is the this is a, a five millimeter nozzle, and it's uh, Mr. Hobby Procon. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's all right, but it sputters sometimes. You got to really be careful about that. So before I spray, I always got to just hit the nozzle out in the air, you know, to make sure uh, it's not going to like splatter. Mm -hmm. And then this one, this is a three millimeter. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know who makes this. It's Zokimura painting system. Zokimura painting system. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, Kukai, Kukai, I, I don't know, but it's made in Kyoto. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. it's a nice piece. Yes, these are they're all right pieces. Um, mm -hmm. The last time I was in California, though, I stayed with a friend. Uh, um, he lived near the venue for NNL West, uh -huh. and he 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 had a couple of Awadas, and yeah. I tried out one one of his. It was like the regular uh, Awada, like um, uh, not that, the Neo, but the, the was it the HPCS one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I used that and man, I was blown away with how good it felt in my hand and like just it was so nice. Uh -huh. I, I immediately wanted one. But yeah. believe it or not, they're actually impossible to find here. It was like a like a big difference between like the ones you have and, and that one that you felt. Yeah, 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 yeah. It felt really good in my hand. Uh the button and slide operation was so smooth. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, like, I swear to God, man, this I'm probably my imagination, but even like the pattern coming out of the nozzle seemed just more like, like, um, just like the, just the pattern just seemed so like tight and, you know, it wasn't spraying all over the side. It was just a nice pattern, you know, um, I just felt real good, man. I really would like to upgrade to a wise one of these days, but. Yeah, I love I love their airbrushes. That's one of my favorite airbrushes. HP. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd love to have one. In fact, when I came back, I tried to find one, but believe it or not, they're actually like impossible to find in this country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. And, like my only option was to use like Yahoo Auctions, mm -hmm. and I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to buy it at a store. You yeah. know, that way if I ever have a problem, I could go back to that store and like get mm -hmm. proper like help. You know yeah but yeah yeah maybe in the maybe in the future when you come yeah. back to california to visit or something you can like pick one up out here i probably will um i probably will because i really would like to have one and mm -hmm. like this point five i'd like to replace just because of the spattering problem i, I don't know why it does that i've replaced i replaced the needle and the nozzle and it still does it so mm -hmm. it's you know 
And the, um, w w what size nozzle or which airbrush do you use when you shoot your clear? The 0.5. The 5 on dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why I bought it was for clear. Yeah. Um, I'll do body color too, but the 0.3 works a little bit better with, the, with like the clear colors, like the candies, because, you know, those are hard to get even on a body, like especially like a 59, like El Camino. You know where you try to get under that fin, mm -hmm. like you need you need to you need a small airbrush and just dust that stuff in there. You know, otherwise you're not going to get full coverage. Yeah, man, dude, you have a lot in your arsenal of like cars, dude. Like I I wrote down the list of some. I mean, you have a lot, but like your '78 Elko, the uh, the Cadillac, the Riviera '57 <laughs> Bel Air, and your '58 Impala. I mean, those those are some that I noted. Um, How does it feel when like you line them all up and you sit back and see? Uh, hey, can you repeat that, man? There was a bunch of noise outside. Yeah, no, no, um, So, so those cars that um, that you made, like the uh, the '78 Elko, uh, the Cadillac, your Riviera '58 Impala, and '57 Bel Air. Uh, when you when you put all those cars together, lined up. How's how's that feel when you when you just see them all all together? You know, it never happens because they're just sitting in. Uh, I don't have anywhere to display the cars, so they're never. I'd have to take them out of the boxes and actually line them up. Um, that's. It's actually kind of sad, man, because I never actually get to really see these cars. They just. Mm -hmm. um, I have like three on display. Uh, on a shelf but like once i make a new car it just gets swapped out and that car gets put in a shelf and i don't really ever see it again mm -hmm. but that's why i like to go to the contest because that's the only time i get to see them all next to each other you know yeah and it's kind of cool because it's uh just like seeing all the colors you know of the cars next to each other you know what i mean it's kind of cool yeah you know like it, and it stands out at those shows because everything surrounding them is, you know, like rally cars and, and, you know, whatever, or like Gundam stuff. So it's like the one spot in the room that's like super colorful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In that area. <laughs> yeah. But like, but like NNL West, they would just blend in with everybody else's, you know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> as, as far as like colors, do you ever feel because, I mean, you're knocking these cars out. You're doing, like, for some of us, it takes a long time just to do one car. But do you ever feel like you'll run, you're running out of, like, colors or that you like? No. Endless. No. That's good. No, most, yeah, I mean, most of those colors are just, like, stuff I just kind of made up. They're, a lot of them aren't straight out of the bottle. It's all mixed with something else, you mm. know? And there's there's so many different variations you can do. I mean, you know, I could take like the yellow I used on that 57 Bel Air uh -huh. and put it over a metallic base coat and it'd be a completely different color, you know? Yeah. yeah. What are, what are your it's favorite like, colors? I, uh, I'm not a, I mean, I like all colors. I'm, I think green is probably my least favorite, I guess. Green. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know why, but I've been on a pink kick lately, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I love that that color that you did on the 65 Riviera. 
Don't, don't yeah. Yeah, man. Actually, I could show you what that is too. It's. Uh, no, I guess I can't. But yeah, that's a weird color. It's um, called clear pale red. Yeah. Whoa. It's it's just like, it's like if you took, it's like if you took a bottle of clear, and put like three drops of red in it. <laughs> you know, like that's what it is. But yeah. you got to, you know, you got to hit it. You got to hit. I think it, I think that was about like six coats of paint just to get that color to finally show up. <laughs> now, wow. Did you use a, like a white base under it? Yeah, white pearl. I did like a white primer and a white pearl and then that color. Mm -hmm. That's cool. For primer, do you, do you go with like Tamiya or do you use Mr. Color, the surfacer? I use the surfacer, yeah. I use, uh, this is the standard I use. It's the, it's white, the 1000. The 1000, okay. Yeah. The 1500, it's, it's like too thin it doesn't get good coverage you know and the 500 is too thick mm -hmm. uh, that's for like body work basically so yeah the thousand works perfect for me and i always use white always yeah yeah i've seen the that 500 i've seen a video of somebody using a 500 like on a military tank for yeah. like weathering just to give it some like thickness in some areas before they started to like paint it Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Brushing yeah. it on, yeah. It's super thick. I yeah. use it sometimes if I like had to do a little body work somewhere. I'll use it for the primer there, just because it fills it in a little more. But mm -hmm. it's thick, man, and it's hard to clean out of your airbrush. <laughs> oh man, I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's like you kind of after using that stuff, you kind of have to break down the airbrush a little bit and you know scrub the insides and. <laughs> yeah get in there get yeah on. and um you know like you being out there in japan and and you know you go on instagram you're able to, to like see people's work how do you uh how do you feel like having that like you know that ability like that access to be able to like connect with everybody online oh there? it's it's awesome because i wouldn't have that here you know because there's not a, a big lowrider model community here um and it's it's like it's not it's i mean without that i probably wouldn't even have gotten back into this you know because like i you know a few years ago i thought like maybe i should get back into this hobby and i looked on instagram maybe and i think like i probably found you or i don't know somebody and and you know like oh there's some lowrider model cars on instagram and i kind of started following some people and it like it was cool man because it's like now I'm seeing, you know, I hadn't seen any new work from anybody in 20 years because I, you know, I was out of the loop for so long. And it's like, it's cool to just simply go on some app on my phone and look at stuff, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like right there. <laughs> right? And it's like every day, though. I feel like every day we log in, there's, yeah. there's something new every day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? And even, yeah. Even, I feel like if you stay like a day or two away from, you'll miss out on some posts. Like you would have to go individually to who you follow to see maybe like what they yeah. you know? I, I try to scroll through once a day and it takes like maybe 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if you miss a day, you're never gonna get that uh, you're finally caught up notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and if I don't see that, I feel like, like there might've been something I missed, you know? 
So I try to I try to scroll through once a day just to make sure I don't miss anything. Yeah. You know. No, that's cool, man. Like, yeah. Like it might be, you know, a really epic build that showed up that day that I'm, you know, that I'm gonna miss out on seeing. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's dope. I feel I feel like your your builds when you're showing people like what you're what you're up to, and then once it's in that middle process and in the final stages, I feel like it gives a lot of like people inspiration, but at the same time, it helps other people that want to get to your level to step up and like do more. So I think, yeah, I think it's dope that you keep you keep it up like by like doing that. That's that's kind of why I do it, so people can like look at the photos and kind of figure out like, oh, that's you know that's kind of how it's done. Like that's how you, you would go about you know doing that technique, and because it's like uh, back in the day before social media you know, you'd ask, you go to the contest and ask somebody how they do something and they, like, they want to keep it a secret. Like they don't want to tell you, you know, and I always thought that was weird. And, you know, I always told people, I don't care. I'm, you know, it's, I'm not hiding anything. Um, but what's funny now with the social media thing is now it's like the opposite, you know, and, and instead of, of like hiding their techniques to keep it from themselves, uh -huh. they want to go on social media and let everybody know because it makes them like famous. On, on on social media you know like the youtube yeah. guys and stuff <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, different, it's different yeah that's true there's a yeah there, there, there's some new channels that i subscribe to like they're like like gundam channels right and you know they they are they're doing oh, yeah. like you just said like this video today is like it's gonna show you i'm gonna show you this like every tuesday i'm gonna give you some tips or whatever yeah and it's kind of cool you know i i, I enjoy watching it because I am learning some stuff. I do take something from it. But then I start to see more and more and more. Like, and now I'm at to the point where I'm like, dang, I, like, I'm really getting caught up with this person. And I got to and I gotta start over here and then over here. Like, yeah. there's just so much. And before it's it. Like, yeah, it's like, ne there was like never ending. Yeah, dude, it is. <laughs> it's like super never ending. And I feel like we're gonna, like, yeah. and, you know, within a year or so or two, we're going to be like overwhelmed with too much information, you know? Well, for sure. Yeah yeah and at the end of the day it's really going to be about the like we could get all this info but it's going to be boiled down to the person if they have the energy and the and that vision and that creative mindset to actually go ahead and, and do it and complete it yep you know that's that's something actually what i'd like to see you do one of these days is one of those gundams but just lower rider it out you know like uh -huh. every panel, a different candy color, maybe some patterns on it, flake. <laughs> <laughs> right? That would be yeah, cool. Maybe some, yeah, maybe some chrome in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bare metal foil on some areas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, no, yeah that's pretty neat. Bling it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that would be tight. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's very similar as far as, like, the, I feel like with the Gundam stuff, it, it's taught me like a discipline with like sanding and, uh, and, and prepping. Because even, oh, yeah. even though it's like just a small like piece that's, that's on, on the tree that you cut out, but then it's like you cut it out and it leaves like a stress mark. Oh, yeah. And, and then you got to learn how to like get, get that out. I mean, you could sand the part and repaint it, but let's just say you don't want to paint that part. You want to keep the color, the stock color that the piece is in and oh because you don't always because that stuff you don't always have to paint it huh yeah, yeah yeah like some of the kit like majority of the kits 
that you see on the box art, that's all the parts are already painted. So uh, okay. basically the way I look at it is like every one of these Gundams that's being built is like, like a box stock, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, box yeah, yeah, yeah. because they like the character. But then you got this other community of guys that are very like, oh, the proportions are wrong. He needs to be taller. His arms are too short. So these are the customizers. They like add styrene. They chop stuff up. And then you got, uh -huh. and, they, and then there's another set of dudes that are into panel scribing. So it's kind of like, you know how when you do lowrider designs, you, you could do a symmetrical, you know, the hood and all these patterns. Same thing. They're doing patterns on the arms, on the chest, on the But with skirt. lines. Yeah, and, and but they're lines. And it gives you, and then they do, they layer like different, maybe let's just say a 0.5 millimeter a piece of styrene with a one millimeter. And it looks kind of 3D-ish, sort of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just, at the end, it just makes it look like it's metal, you know, with all the weathering and everything, different levels. Yeah. So I, I start to already see, like, all right, like, comparing it to model cars, you could either do, like, something super stock or, or just go the extra mile and do something totally custom and crazy. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm telling you, low-ride one. <laughs> yeah, man, that would be, that'd be pretty dope. Like, have you seen? Uh, they have uh, a bunch of like, custom, like customized aftermarket parts for those things too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah sometimes like weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, that and like uh, different cut, like lenses and different sizes and colored lenses, and uh, like I, I don't know, like a booster pack vent. I, I don't even know like what these things are. I don't yeah. like, uh, you know what I mean? Like a, um, I don't, I don't know, man. Like stuff you'd see on like a space shuttle, like those packs. Like a thruster, that, yeah, of... yeah, yeah, thruster. That's what they are. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. things. Uh, like you know, turned aluminum thrusters and like mm -hmm. all kinds of like little um, little caps that like, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe the oil filler cap for when you put oil in the robot or something. I don't know. Just all <laughs> kinds of like crazy little pieces. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember seeing some like small little thrusters that one time I was in Japan and I was showing Armando. I almost bought them um, and I was telling yeah. them, dude, these almost look like you can shave, uh, like let's say on a 65 Impala, how you have like the, the rings from the taillights. I was oh, telling yeah, yeah, them yeah. on the back, you could probably shave, shave those off and then just fit these in there. So these oh, like, yeah. stick out at an angle. And he was like, "Yeah, it looks like it. It's probably the scale. You just have to try it out." But I never, I never bought them. But I, I've seen them online. Yeah, I mean, they're I could still get them. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I think it's a H I Q parts that makes them. Those like thrusters. Just, it's like photo maybe, etch. A lot of photo etch stuff that they also make. Yeah. Them, Gundams. It's they have like a, a blue packaging. Yeah, blue and orange. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah probably. HIQ, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, man, I wish, I wish, I, w I wish I had that access to get all that stuff being out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's pretty cool, but at the same time, like, I'm looking over at you guys, thinking the same thing, you know, because yeah. you could just go to like, you know, you can just go to the hobby store and buy that Ravel kit, you know, or, or like, you know, the um, like the out of production kits. You know, like a like a '69, you know, Impala. Like, 
if you really want one, you could find one on eBay and buy it. But like for me to buy it, it's going to, you know, it's going to be an extra 40 bucks just to ship it to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. and it's just like, I can't, you know, I can't justify those kinds of prices. And also the aftermarket stuff too, like model car garage, you know, like I could spend a hundred bucks getting a ton of photo etch for model car garage, but I don't want to spend 140 to have it shipped to me, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's just too much. Yeah. That's a lot. That's like way too much yeah. right there. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Is there uh, like, is there is there like a one a, a model car that you would say it's like your favorite model car to build, all the, like that you like building all the time? Um, uh, it's you know I, I've rarely ever built the same car twice. Uh, right now I'm working on this like uh, Kubel wagon. So. Normally, when I start a model, I take all the pieces that are going to be body color, and I prep and primer and start painting them. And then I move on to the interior and so on. But with this theme, it's actually kind of cool because uh, it's a military vehicle. Uh, and I'm actually following the instructions. Like, I actually started at step one and painted those parts and then assembled them. And now, you know, and then I'm on step two, and I finished those and so on. But... It's actually kind of fun, man. It's like, um, if you can see it, it's like, so far I've just got this chassis and the motor in there. Mm-hmm. That looks nice. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, really at... been, it's been, it's, it's, it's just been, it's been fun to build because it's, uh, I'm just following the steps like you would normally build a model. Kind of like how the Gundam theme probably is for you. You start at step, mm-hmm. to, step one, you go to step two and it's fun. Yeah. But the, like the lowrider models, man, it's, it's like sometimes it's not fun at all. It's like work, you know. <laughs> but this thing's been fun. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say that. But I've hardly, I hardly. I felt like I'd that say, at times too. Yeah, it's it's like it's not fun. It's really not fun. Um, like I like gluing the parts together and like starting the finishing process, but everything before that is just like it's just work, you know. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I'd say like. The only kit that I build uh, on a regular basis is like those Hasegawa buses, <laughs> Volkswagens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, those those are all right, but um, I'd say my – I think the kit that I've enjoyed the most recently would, like, man, I I don't even know, man. I could that 57 Bel Air was a nice kit that went together pretty smoothly. I really enjoyed that. Um, that 60 Chevy pickup, believe it or not, actually went together pretty well too. I was surprised for an AMT kit. I thought it was just going to be a nightmare, but that yeah. went together pretty good. Uh-huh. That's right. I'm looking at that, the, the box artwork of that kit that you just showed me right now that you're working on. So that's oh, yeah. a, a Kubel wagon type 82 can't see those. I don't remember which type this one there's two types but they're basically the same car yeah that's dope man that's cool well at least at least you're having some fun with it you know following following the steps on there yeah yeah are you gonna go with like a like a matte finish 
for the clear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it is. Uh, yeah. In fact, I started this thing a month and a half ago, and the hobby hobby shop closed. I couldn't get. I need more clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I finally man. got it. Yeah. Her, Actually, her... check this out. Mm -hmm. It's um. Where is that? It's actually, uh, I don't have any of it here, but the, the, I'm using a flat clear and it's interesting the different flat clears they offer. They have like rough, semi-rough and smooth. So it's like you can actually pick a different clear for whatever texture you want to come up with. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I went with the smooth and it, it and like even that right there takes away uh, like the whole, you know, it's just so easy to just spray the color on and then the next day to spray the clear on and that's done, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about like the stress of getting the color even. I don't have to clear coat it. I don't got to worry about dust getting in the, in the clear. I don't got to wet sand it. I don't yeah. got to polish it. It's just paint and, and, and glue together. It's it. That's yeah. it. It's, like, it's <laughs> like going back back to basics, huh? exactly yeah it really is yeah. it is <laughs> yeah it's like uh, that's probably why the military models are actually so popular like mm -hmm. because they're actually enjoyable to build you just yeah put it together and paint it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah yeah it, it's crazy because you know I, I feel like not a lot of people admit that you know but it's true like i could even because i felt that as well it's like building the waters there was always a time where i felt man this is like work like i'm not looking forward to this right now you yeah know? no yeah totally it, it, it i get stuck a lot you know where um like like right now the flocking i gotta do on that that blue on this thing that i was showing you this has been sitting in here for about a month and a half <laughs> all i have to do is like mask it and flock it yeah. But that's, I just have no motivation. Like, it's just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting in the back burner, you're like, I'll, do, I'll get around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, that's not even the only one either. There's, there's the interior for the 51 fleet yeah. line is sitting up there. Bel Air is sitting up there too. Same thing. I just got to mask it and flock it. But mm -hmm. I just don't have the motivation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I've asked other people, um, hey, have you been, you know, working on anything or done anything right now? Like during this time that you've been home, they're like, they're like, no, like, I mean, I'm at home, but my motivation's not there. You know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I have a feeling too, because we're, we're probably thinking a lot. We're trying to figure out what's going to be our next move because of our, you know, in our, in our real lives, you know, trying to figure yeah. out. Yeah. Right. And we're not used to this. So it feels weird. But then again, like when when you do have work or you're doing a bunch of other stuff, then you're all you're thinking about is the hobby, right? Like, oh, I can't wait to get home and work on on those things. Yep. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird because even like for me too, like I have time. I know I can I can work on a car and stuff, but there's there's certain times where I get busy or when I do have the time, like the motivation is not there, you know? Exactly. So it, exactly. it's kind of. I don't know. I think I think it's good that you're working on something else because then I think that's gonna reset everything and then for you. Yeah. You know, and then find and then you're gonna find the way, you're gonna realize, man, 
I just enjoy doing this. Why can't, how can I implement this on the lowrider? You know? It's, I mean, it's impossible. The lowriders are just too like labor intensive, you know? <laughs> I, I, I get, I guess too, it's like every time you put out a car, you know, it's like a, like your level, like a standard. And it's like, you don't want to go backwards, right? Like you don't want to do something that yeah, is probably not going to be exactly. Like wet sanding the clear coat, you know, it's like a four day process. It like your arm gets tired. It's not fun, mm -hmm. but I'm not, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't be happy if I put it together without doing, you know, the, the clear coat rubbed out. Like it just has to happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> and, and do you get, do you get like people hitting you up from out here or other places like wanting like commission bills and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, a, f a few times, or they want to buy one of my cars, but I just uh -huh. tell them no. Yeah, it's probably best. I mean, because, I, I mean, it's not that, it's just a hassle, that whole back and forth, like, trying to figure out a price and this and that, and it's, it's almost like, well, it's just, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no money in it, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's like, you know, uh, like a, a cur you know, I, I kept track of the hours on a build once. I did that 53 Bel Air, that blue one, just a curbside. And it was almost 60 hours of labor I put into that build, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, 60 hours, let's say, let's say 10 bucks an hour, okay? Let's, let's, let's say it's an almost minimum wage, an a minimum wage job. Yeah. What is that, $600? Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to pay $600 for that. And that's before, you know, the cost of the kit, the paint, you know, whatever else is in there. Uh -huh. So it's like, is somebody going to pay me $700 for that? No. And am I going to do that kind of work for 10 bucks an hour? No. Yeah. <laughs> I can go get a job, you know, doing that. I can do a job making 10 bucks an hour. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to, you know, like, I want to give somebody something that it took me, <laughs> you know, de like two decades to, to, to master, you know. Mm hmm you know what i mean <laughs> oh yeah man it's yeah it's hard to like yeah put, put a price on that like, stuff. and also it's it, it like, consumes so much of my time like even if they were going to give me 700 bucks for it like i don't want to spend that much time on something to give to somebody else like i want it for myself you know mm -hmm. that's the only reason i'm building these things yeah. so i can have like a cool model car sit on the shelf you know <laughs> <laughs> no yeah that's true <laughs> it's, it's crazy yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the best answer. Just tell them no. They're like, nah, nothing's for sale right now. I just, yeah, I just tell them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I don't even, I don't even ask them what they'd offer. I just say no. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good, man. That's good. Yeah. Cause it happens. It's funny too. Cause sometimes I get hit up on, on the scale writers Instagram, like how much? And I'm like, oh, it's not my car. Like I'm show, I'm showcasing a car for someone. You, if you need a, you want info you need to hit them direct the links right there you know and it's just like yeah no effort done i don't know i mean they're thinking they're mine but i'm like i'm not promoting them like that like they're mine yeah and it's it's like it's kind of i mean i could see like if somebody wants a custom made theme and like they're willing to pay top dollar like you know maybe or maybe but it's just like i mean if you just want like your favorite car painted blue or whatever just like just buy a die cast or like try to do it yourself you know yeah like, you know that's the best thing mm -hmm. yeah
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Other than that, nah, it's gonna be too expensive. Like you said, no one's gonna want to pay. Like where you're, yeah, where, where you really yeah. for that? That's what's for sure. Get tough right there. Is there um? Is there any any uh, shout outs you want to give up before we wrap up this episode? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, you know, just, uh, I guess I'll give a shout out to just like, uh, all, all the cottage industry guys that are, that are coming out with aftermarket stuff for us, you know, uh, mm -hmm. like Jeffries, uh, detail junkies with the photo edge, um, the 3d resin guys, 3d print guys, uh, just, the guys out there making uh, new products for us to use so we can, you know, up our level a little bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the photo edge that David's doing is, is, is epic. And it's like, uh, you know, the like model car garage does a lot of great photo edge kits that I use all the time, but David's are cool because they're, they're mostly low rider specific, you know? So they come with like the cool parts, like the breezies and the plate toppers and, you know, the plate frames, like the Felix plate frame, stuff like that. Yeah. So, it, you know, it makes it a little more special than other kids out there. Um, and yeah, just, just anybody out there trying to innovate the hobby, I guess. That's cool. Nah, that's what's up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to like, yeah. you know, the, the new stuff David's putting out. He's, he's doing a tremendous job. Oh, yeah man i've seen a little bit of it it's 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 yeah. it's gonna be nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah that's pretty awesome man no and then I, and then i love what they're doing it's, with the magazine it's like overwhelming yeah no it is yeah dude for sure yeah and then you know even even like iceman too with the contest and all that that's even though you know it was probably like a little stressful building it but still it like it it um something came out of it all right so um i had mentioned um about the magazine dedicated magazine they're doing a great job with that too oh yeah for sure for sure yeah it's cool to see like another lowrider specific well i guess it's not really lowrider specific but that's kind of the main focus um but just like a magazine that caters to like what the younger generation is doing you know what i mean mm -hmm. um like scale auto is is all right but it's like that is geared towards the older guys you know that are that are that are into like um you know factory stock or like race cars um rust like you know i don't know you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah and then um and then iceman too he's doing some cool stuff like you know, he did the the contest, and I mean, I know it was a little stressful, but still, something came out of it. You know? Oh your, yeah. Your truck, so that was a that was a positive right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and that was cool for him to put that on. Yeah. Um, it's like that's not easy to do. I mean, there was a lot of. It seems like there was a lot of work created for him to to put that together. You know, like. Mm -hmm. get the sponsors um <clears throat> figuring out like a good way to do the voting process yeah all that stuff you know that's all, it's all work you know <laughs> yeah it is 
you know and he like he did it all for us which is that's awesome so yeah shout out to him too nah, heck yeah, <laughs> man. i can't wait i can't wait for you to see you i want to see a video of you putting that puzzle together boom when you get it, <laughs> i'll do you know? i'll do that that'd be tight yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome yeah yeah man hey well well, it was, it was a pleasure talking to you, man. It, it was this was awesome. Glad we yeah, man, for sure wrapped up an episode right here. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> and um, th- thank you for taking the time uh, for doing this. And um, I, you know, we'll we'll uh, keep us updated with your work. You know, just keep doing what you're doing. Sure, doing man. A, a great job. Of course. Yeah, and well, and thanks for having me too, man. <laughs> yeah, no, my pleasure, man. Hell yeah, anytime. Anytime. Right. So nice. you have a you have a good day. And um, we'll yeah. keep in touch. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, Gavin. Have a good night. Have a good night. Thanks, man. Have a good day. Peace. <laughs> All right, man. See ya. All right, late.